Ever feel like you got up on the wrong side of the bed? Life's too short. I don't waste a minute of it. Welcome to the Michael Chavez podcast and discover what it's like on the other side of the bed. Here's your host. Welcome to my show. This is Michael Chavez. And I believe our attitudes and belief systems can build or destroy our futures. After all, the people I've heard talk about waking up on the wrong side of the bed, I wanted to share insights about the other side of the bed. Today I'm talking with a good friend of mine, a business colleague, John Paul Kesey, CEO of F1 Information Technologies, also known as uh, JP. We all love and know and love him. An excellent father, excellent uh, business leader. And uh, welcome to the show, JP. How are you doing today? Excellent. Too blessed to stress. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm glad that you took the time out of your day to be here. Absolutely. Um, A couple of things that I want to talk about, you know, when you, one of the things that really caught my attention is when you say, too blessed to stress, that caught my attention one particular day. And can you bring that into perspective as how you use this for your daily life? Well, first I'll start off by saying it's not mine. I don't own that one. Yeah. (laughs) So there was a gentleman, a security officer at at one of the, one of the first, uh, places that we had our business at who every time we'd walk around we'd always ask him how he's doing and he said it and I said you know what I've got to start doing that and so the idea of it is just to remind myself and, and everybody around me that we we need to find gratitude in everything everything and that's a that has to be intentional and it's very difficult to do and I'm sometimes like taking the hard path because usually the rewards are a lot better oh definitely um and it's one of the things when I started uh, following people who were successful, I was like looking at what made them successful. And, and I see these people who are always smiling. They, you know, you say, how are you doing? How are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm blessed. I'm great. And they always have this smile on their face. And just in watching that, they also have a lot more opportunities come their way. As opposed to people who are just sour face and just grumpy all the time. They don't get to uh, get promoted they're overlooked. Nobody really wants to be with them because it's just all that negative energy. So that too blessed to stress and that positive energy really says a lot about business and people who get good opportunities. Yeah. Um, I, I will back up a little bit and say that the reason that I think at least this is what I choose to, to do is mm-hmm. when I walk around and have that smile on my face is because I learned a long time ago. I don't know if it was somebody that I was working with uh, at the magic shop or, or, and we'll get into that later, but um, kind of telling me how to sell or when you get it up in front of people is just imagine everybody naked. So I took that to heart and kind of walk around and imagine everybody <laughs> naked. So I laugh and smile a lot from that. Well, there's some people I wouldn't want to imagine naked. So we <laughs> <laughs> get that one. Um, yeah, and, then, and and you hear that like in movies, you know, when you're, yeah. you know, they talk about that dream. Oh, well, you know, I had that dream where I'm walking around and everybody's seeing me, I'm naked. I'm naked. Yeah. And it's like, fortunately, I've never had that dream. Well, <laughs> you you won't you won't uh, you won't forget that one now. <laughs> no, definitely won't. So the other thing that uh, you know we had conversations before, and you know you shared some information or shared a situation with me about you know the work culture over there with F one Technologies. You know, can you uh, tell us about how you shifted and what caused you to shift that perspective? It really started at the inception of the of the company. I, mm-hmm. I was trying really hard to. Um, I, I've always grown up just wanting to do things with other people. I've always had that that feeling that um, not that I couldn't do things on my own, but I I just had 
it felt like God thumping me on the in my heart all the time, saying, "Look, you need to if you're going to enjoy this and you're going to live this life, you need to try to bring as many people along with you as you can." And so, I've always lived that out. You know, I'd rather go to dinner with somebody, I'd rather go to a movie, I'd rather do something to help other people all the time. So, when when I ventured out on my own into technology, um, my business partner and I worked at the same place. Uh, for about a year before they they had to fold their doors or close their doors and and go under and they let us out of our non-competes and Matt and I decided we were going to help each other in our businesses Um, he would need to go out of town and I would act as one of his employees and vice versa although we were competitors we were friends so we were constantly helping each other out and so as we as we were growing in our individual uh, businesses, I kept saying, let's just put this thing together and let's see if we can give some people some some opportunities to break into this business because it was very difficult, still is, because everybody wants you to have experience in technology. Uh, and then let's see if we can use that to help small and medium businesses grow, which later became our mission statement. And he kept saying, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But uh, once we finally got there, and there's a longer story with that of how that happened, uh, but once we got there and, and he caved and, and we joined our companies together and formed F1 Information Technologies, we were working at a uh, at a client's together trying to resolve an issue. And we were finally just like, you know, we can't figure out how to do this one thing. If you hit the F1 key on the keyboard, in most Windows applications, that brings up the help screen. Right. And so it brought up that up. And we both looked at each other and go, okay, this is the name of our business. And this is exactly the culture that we need to have is we need to help. And, and we do that in, in three very distinct ways. We help our teammates, we help our client partners, and we help our vendors. And so it is very important that none of those are receive any more attention than the other. They're, they're very much equal because we all, as businessmen, we need those three to work symbiotically together. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, and that's just really important. And, you know, I go back to the things I experience. you know, the same things I experienced in the military. Uh, you have some people who are in leadership positions and they're always focused on one or two things, the job or doing something for themselves. And they have a team of people below them where they're not training, they're not teaching. And so you get some people who go in the military, they really don't learn anything. And I was one of those people on the first ship I served on. So I said, well, you know, how can I do this differently? Because I knew that I didn't want to stay Till like midnight working by myself while everybody else is gone. So, so when, when I get in this position, let me do this. And so that's what really resonates with me is that, you know, I see that, you know, that leadership in you. And I like to follow people who lead. Right. Because nobody succeeds if they're just stepping on people and not paying attention to developing their team. So when, when you tell me this uh, story, I see how that really adds value to your company has value to your clients and of course your team as well and it's amazing to watch the team do that too so oh yeah i tell you what you get spoiled don't you so we're going to take a short break and uh we'll get back and we'll continue on this conversation about the change in the culture great everybody loves music but not everybody knows what it can do for you i'm sure you've noticed issues like anxiety depression and addiction are up 
At Chester Squared Music Therapy Services, we understand. We have a seasoned staff with almost 30 years of experience dealing with clients with Alzheimer's, PTSD, addiction recovery, pervasive developmental disorders, post-accident rehab, and head trauma. We have experience in the local school district special ed departments, psychiatric hospitals, rehab facilities, medical and counseling centers. For those who are struggling to break free of the 9-to-5 rut, I've developed my groundbreaking Power of a Positive playlist system taught in local psychiatric and rehab facilities successfully for years, and it's helped thousands of people. If, like many people, you struggle with boundaries, inner voices, relationships, and practical spirituality, anxiety, and panic attacks, improve your life through the power of music therapy. I'm a published author of two books and available to speak at conferences, seminars, and corporate events. Go to IvorChester.com today. That's I-V-O-R-Chester.com. Go now. Local business, don't get run over like a freight train. What if there were television and podcast studios right in your own backyard? Call 214-714-0495. OBBM Network Studios at Grace Point Media are DFW's full-service media solution for busy business owners who want to support their local community. Want your own show? We'll put it together and promote it for you. Want to advertise to businesses? With over 20 platforms, OBBM Network gets you in front of DFW's business community in powerful and creative new ways. Associate in higher profile circles. Take advantage of guest spots on business TV or podcasts. Join us at 1860 Crown Road, Suite 1410 in Farmers Branch, Texas for an episode, or maybe two. In fact, make OBBM the place you meet for valuable one-on-ones. Profitable business, free America. Make media work for you, DFW. Call 214-714-0495 and check out the calendar on offbeatbusiness.com for events you don't want to miss. What was that number? 214-714-0495. All right, welcome back. We're going to go on with the the conversation about the change in the culture. And there's one story that you really uh, shared with me about one of your employees that uh, it came in. He was kind of on the outside. Challenging. Challenging, yes. I think we all have challenging employees. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always have to have that one. Friends, family, everything. Every walk of life you have a challenging character you mm-hmm. have to interact with. Uh, the story you're talking about specifically is um, I, I'm, I'm a very, very faithful Christian man, and uh, I, I love the opportunity to talk about my faith and experiences when I get the opportunity. Um, but I usually try to keep it close to my heart as well, so I don't want to stress anybody out. Uh, so that's a little bit of a warning for anybody listening to the podcast right now if they feel they need the warning there. So <laughs> the 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 new employee was a part of an acquisition that we did. Mm -hmm. And in that acquisition, the owner made sure to say, Hey, you know, you need to meet, you need to meet this particular person. Uh, gave me a lot of the background and everything on him. And I was like, Oh, this is great. I, you know, I love helping people again, kind of going back to those, to what we talked about from helping. Um, and I, I thought this was, you know, God putting somebody in front of me that I needed to try to, to coach a little bit and try to, not change them, but let them see things a little differently. And um, as we went through several months of this and challenges of the interactions with our rest of our team and them coming to me and talking to me saying, hey, this this is difficult. 
you know, and, and they were nice about it. Everybody, everyone was super nice about it, but this was an individual who was just very, um, he was, he was just, he was different, you know? Um, and so I finally got it like God thumped me on the head and said, Hey, um, I didn't put him here for you to change him or to help him. I put him there because you need to work on the rest of your team. Right. And so it really hit home. And as soon as I made that, that change and really started working with the rest of the team on how to, to interact with, with challenging people, you know, um, the whole dynamic of the team changed and it was, it was just one of those amazing things to sit there and watch. And I don't really feel like I did a whole lot other than try to change the, the attitudes of other people in our, on our team to accept that there are going to be a lot of different characteristics that you're going to encounter. And obviously in the IT world, we deal with so many different people that that was what the real challenge was, was to, to try to lead, lead my team um, into that. And at the same time, they were able to lead me upwards into being a better person and how to actually interact with them better, uh, kind of refocus on our, our, our culture that way. So it was, it was a really, really, it was a blessing. Again, being grateful for, for that. It, was, it, it took us a while to find that gratitude, but we found it. Yeah, that's really great. And like I said, that really resonated with me because there's those times where, you know, you hear these, you have clicks, right? <clears throat> and so you know, there's always one or two people outside the click. And those two people sitting outside the clique, they're, I don't know, for some reason, they're just being alienated. And just through my experience is that oftentimes those are the people that you really want to talk to because they have so much information and so many different insights to a great number of things, especially in the workplace. Um, They stay to themselves, they learn, they focus on what's most important, and you know, generally in speak, speaking in life, you know, we get these blinders on and we're just focused on ourselves, but sometimes we miss those opportunities to learn something new. Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, one incident in particular that I remember after this had all gone around, a couple of years have passed, um, this particular person, he's, he, he is, if you have a straight line from A to B mm-hmm. and you tell him this is how you get to B, He's, he's a rule follower. He's going to follow that rule. If all you do is draw a cross line in front of that, he's going to have pause. He, he's going to take a little bit of time to figure out because that wasn't, that wasn't in the rules. That wasn't in the, the steps, the guys. If you put a box there instead, you know, he'll figure out to step over the line. But if you put a box there, you've, you've blown his world for a while, and you've got to more or less kind of talk him off of a ledge to some degree. Mm-hmm. And he's very – I watched him grow as well to being able to accept – that, that this type of stuff is going to happen. And the team helped him do that to the point where there was one, one time that he, uh, uh, there was a, a server that had a, a fault in it. And I'll just, I'll, an incident, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and so in this, this issue that had arose with the server, he was, it, it was not supposed to be there. And he's a great troubleshooter. But this particular problem was just that box in that line. Mm-hmm. He did everything he was supposed to do to get to, to point B and just didn't get there. And so what we saw, this was at like 536 o'clock when normally everybody's about to head home, go back to their families, their own time and stuff. And 
man, you could just you could tell this person was frustrated. He was not having a very good day at this point. And the team, as they were leaving, you know, could see this and hear this. And without anybody saying anything, about three or four of them said, "Hey, let us help." And they and watching them try to, for for lack of a better words, calm him down, walk, talk him off of that ledge, and then work through some additional steps of how to walk metaphorically around that box. Right. He was able to get there, and and he himself has has we we've had this discussion before, and he's and he's been very grateful. Uh, to be on on this team and and to help contribute to that culture for anybody new coming into it, um, and empowering them on how to how to how to fit this culture. Yeah, and I, you know I can relate to that is through my experience in in the Navy. You know we have some leaders that just they just have a different perspective. And this one commanding officer I worked with uh, served under, he sent out emails to inspire people, and he says nobody wakes up in the morning with the intention of being incompetent. Mm -hmm. And there are those people who lack that, uh, I guess, are afraid to ask questions because they don't want to feel uh, less than intelligent or less than competent. And they're not going to raise their hand to say, hey, you know what, I'm stuck, I need help. And it's just that, I'm not going to call it, we'll call it stubbornness. And uh, to a sense sense of pride too, because, you know, when you, you get to a certain point in life, you know, you know that you've done a lot of things, but there's always that one time where you just don't ask that question yeah, and uh, gets you in trouble, like, you know, with the troubleshooting. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, the other thing, too, is um, somebody mentioned, I forget who I was talking to, but how did you get into this? I know you started that at the beginning of the show, but how did you get into technology? Oh, um Back in the boy, I'm gonna really date myself. Um, back in the '80s, when uh, technology was still kind of coming around on a on a personal side of things, business had been using types of computers for a little bit. But uh, our seventh grade teacher, I still remember her name, Miss Diane Lair, uh, at Wedgwood Middle School over in Fort Worth, uh, talked the administration into getting a couple of TRS-80s, we call them trash-80s, the old green screen stuff. But she could only afford to get them to pay for one floppy drive, the big ones. And so my dad and I went down to the radio shack and and, uh, bought all the stuff, the soldering and the the wires to make a little switch so that they could stay connected so we weren't having to unplug that floppy drive from one computer and plug it into the other to load our applications. And so that was kind of my introduction. We kind of was stuck at that point. you know. And so... I've, I've not ever been diagnosed, diagnosed with, uh, with ADHD, but I'm pretty sure I have. And so that was my introduction to it. And from there, my, my side of the family, my mom's side, uh, had you know 11 brothers and sisters. They were all in the trades industry. And as soon as electronic accounting systems came in, I was the nerd of the family that got to go in and start putting these computers in and accounting systems and all that. And it just led from there. That sounds great. Um... And I think that's 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 one of the questions I've never asked you before. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've known each other for a year since we've been to BNI together, right? Wow. You know, that's that's a good thing about friendships is you, it feels longer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're going to take a short break, right? Uh, quick, and there's more to talk about with oh, we're JP. Having fun. Oh yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Got to pay the bills. <laughs> 
Every business needs a dependable junk hauling service to keep their property clutter-free. Call 630-470-8307. Junk Luggers offers a wide range of eco-friendly residential and commercial junk removal services to help your business run smoothly and efficiently. Book your no-obligation estimate with Junk Luggers today. Banks and credit unions have unique junk, and Junk Luggers knows the business. Professional organizers, senior living communities, we're helping everyone clean up and start new. If you're redecorating, remodeling, or getting ready for new tenants, Junk Luggers will donate, recycle, and do our best to keep it out of the landfill. Call 630-470-8307. That's 630-470-8307 today. All right, welcome back. We're going to talk some more about uh, JP's business, F1 Information Technology. Um. What are the customers that you, what is your customer base? Um, we actually did an exercise with a coaching class uh, once that um, we wanted to point out what our ideal clients was. So we actually created a spreadsheet, and I wish I would have brought it because I can't just regurgitate it off the top of my head like I should. But uh, but really we want those clients that are 10 or more users. Um, well, let me back up. We are outsourced IT. So we are the IT department for small and medium businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and why we do that is some of the stuff that we just have been talking about. You know, that's our culture, the way our, our mission is to empower tech-minded people to gain knowledge and experience and then to use that to help small and medium businesses grow. And every one of my team knows that. Uh, and so we're really there to help and be that IT department for small and medium businesses. To us, that ideal client is about 10 users or more. They're usually running about $750,000 in revenue or more. Mm -hmm. um, they have an idea uh, and a, uh, a concept that technology is not just a line item inside of their GL, but it's actually a business strategy decisions that they have to make, similar to what you would say if you had a fleet of vans and one broke down or was getting old, you already know that you need to spend you know $20,000 on a new van. Technology is... Is the approach that that we want our ideal clients to have that that same approach to their business as well that technology is going to help them grow it's not just a piece of pencil or a paper that they have to to line item in there and they just have to have uh, because we we really do help with the business strategy side of things on how to grow your business so those are probably the key the most key points oh definitely and with that too do you uh advise on um firewalls security we do. We so our first some of our first clients were in the healthcare. So there was a time back in the day, in the late '90s, that the about 80% of our client base was in healthcare. So um, we actually got to be HIPAA experts. Uh, I have also been called twice as a HIPAA expert on, on legal cases, and from there it's just spanned into a bunch of other stuff. We do a lot of state and local government, DoD, CGIS, CMMC a lot of that stuff uh, that we do from a security basis and and our whole approach revolves around digital security i'm a little over the whole cybersecurity term uh -huh. i've been kind of trying to recoin it into digital security uh, uh but that's you know we're very very involved in, in our industry and in our in discourse that we have with almost everybody has to do with with, with security in the, in the technology space exactly with uh they talk about uh, identity theft and uh, security breaches. 
Um, say don't, for instance, don't say the B word. The B word's a bad word. Oh, the B words. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want incident. that. Not, <laughs> not <okay>. breach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, say for the individual user, uh, we have individual users mm-hmm. listening. What pieces of advice would you give them? Uh, the the first and foremost is uh, know that you're gonna you're gonna pay for what you get in a lot of technology, honestly, especially around the security side of things. If you're downloading a free a vast, you know, antivirus program, you're, you're getting about what you're paying for. You need to, you need to go to something more. The, probably the best top three things I would tell everybody to make sure they have is one, put multi-factor authentication. Some people know that as two-factor authentication, but some sort of multi-factor authentication on your identity that you're logging into on anything. Mm -hmm. Anything you can put that on when you're logging in, whether it's your Amazon account, your Spotify, your whatever you can do, you got it at your banks, you got it at many places by default uh, that they're enforcing, but put it on as many, turn it on as many things as you can. Uh, That that is probably the single most important thing that they can do. The second is have a good um, antivirus and malware piece of software. We're very vendor agnostic, but the, some of the ones that we use currently right now are the, the ESETs and the Sentinel ones of the world. Those are, are some of the, the better ones that we're experienced with right at the moment. Uh, and third is train yourself constantly on, on what to open and what not to open, what to click on, what not to click on. Don't just willy-nilly go to websites and open up your email and click on something that's in there because the phishing attacks that happen right now are really, really uh, good is, is the best way I can put this. And so I, I caution people that even get something that looks real from maybe their bank that says, hey, call this number. Please don't click on anything in this email they're, where they sound like they're trying to protect you. But then that number that they want you to call down there is just a pass through number going to your bank where they're recording everything. You're your codes, your your numbers that you're keying in, you know, through the telephone line, you know, anything that's going on with that so they can get as much information. Uh, and quit answering all these surveys on, on Facebook and, and Instagram and all these things because all you're doing is giving the, uh, the bad guys an insight onto who you are and how you think and uh, a better way of guessing what your passwords are going to be. Oh, yeah. Passwords are a big thing. Uh, they've evolved over the last, I guess, year or so. You and I were having that conversation about the the length of a password, and uh, I try to advise other people through my own experience that you know don't use dates that you know nothing special. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, there's like uh, 365 days out of the year, and they're like you know 2,022 years. You know, you have so many options to use. And a computer can figure out those options way faster than we can at guessing, and they have computers that. And software um, hacking has gotten in such a way now that they actually call it hacking as a service. A, a and we see this a lot. We see these eight, nine, ten-year-old kids and older that are buying these campaigns, figuring out how to make a little money, putting them into different accounts that their parents can't see, t- just to feed their uh, online gaming experiences and to make them better. You'd be amazed at what these kids are doing right now uh, it's and and they don't realize that they're committing serious federal crimes yeah and uh there's so many things that uh, the public isn't educated on and especially the passwords and somebody was saying that uh, where was I? I was listening to something 
And there's these people that are definitely in foreign countries who love calling Americans because Americans are so such an easy target, <laughs> right? <It's laughs> and, you sad know, but true. <laughs> it is. Uh, and, and when somebody was telling me that, I was like, you know, and I had to think about it. I said, yeah, you're right. Um, I got a text message last week or a couple of weeks ago from Bank of America, and it told me to that I added another user and it gave me a link. I said, I don't do, I don't do business with Bank of America. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so. It looked how, real, didn't it? It looked real. <laughs> and so I just sent the text back, says cancel. I didn't open up that link. I didn't do anything. It's like, but, you know, to me, it's like, I would not do business with Bank of America. Yep. So, you know, it just, it just amazes me how they can get those numbers. I, I wouldn't even respond to that stuff. If you know it's false, don't even respond because you're you're giving them bits of information. A lot of emails that come in have these things called pixels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a, a, it's a single pixel. You can't even see it. It could be the same color as whatever the background is. But it's giving them information about your computer. And so you don't even want to respond if you can get away from it. Oh, definitely. Um, and before we close, we're getting ready to close, what's the best way for people to contact you? Uh, well, they do it two ways. They can go to f1it.com. That's F, the number one, IT.com. Uh, or they can call our office, 817-336-3148. Or that's also got a vanity attached to it as 817-336-F1IT. <laughs> that sounds great. I never thought about that. So, oh, great. So, thank you, JP, for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I would love to talk to you and uh, spend time with you. It, was, it wasn't long enough. Definitely. So the idea behind this podcast is to help people get a better perspective of themselves. I take underachievers and create performers. Meeting you where you're at and taking the journey to success with you. You're not alone. You're not less than anyone else. And you can do anything you put your mind to. But you might appreciate a little guidance or a nudge in the right direction. Check out my links in the description box because I have so much for you that you don't want to miss. My name is Michael Chavez, and this is what it looks like on the other side of the bed. You've been listening to the Michael Chavez Podcast, the other side of the bed on the OBBM Network Podcasts. To be a guest or sponsor of the Michael Chavez Podcast, call 682-365-2078. Discover all the ways you can work with Michael in the description box below. Reproduction of the Michael Chavez Podcast without permission is expressly prohibited, but you can freely share this content far and wide. For OBBM Network program information, call 214-714-0495.